Advisors Mortgage Group is proud to present Indy's Real Estate Gurus, hosted by Rick Ritma and Ian Arnold, the hardworking mortgage guys. Please contact Rick and Ian for all of your mortgage needs at hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Now, here's the hardworking mortgage guys, Rick Ritma and Ian Arnold. Welcome to Indy's Real Estate Gurus. I'm Rick Ritma. And I'm Ian Arnold. And we are the hardworking mortgage guys with Advisors Mortgage Group. And to reach us, go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Today, we have a fantastic guru with us, April Reem, uh, Reem Snyder. She'll correct me because uh, I'm not very good with that. But she is with Property Divas, and that is also with Carpenter Realtors. Yes. And Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here today. All right. So I know I butchered the name. So can <laughs> can you can you do it for everybody? Yes, April Reemsnyder. And how would they get a hold of you, April, if they have any property questions? Probably the best way to reach me is through my phone. So three one seven four seven four zero nine three seven. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And you know we we love to start these with you know really find out and hear about your your story. So how did you get into real estate? It's usually one of the better stories that we hear. Yeah. Um, well, I had been working at Franklin College, and I'd been there for about 12 years. And I was just telling Ian earlier, I was, uh, in, I was in a group called Leadership Johnson County. And that group within that class they call it uh, there's like 30 some people usually and within that class there's usually a smaller group where you do a project I had met uh, Joby Trefney who is also a carpenter realtor and she and I hit it off and we've stayed in contact and I when I was starting to kind of shift things and think I need to look for another job somewhere else other than Franklin uh, I reached out to Joby to get a reference and she said you know maybe you should think about real estate. So we chatted and uh, all was history from that point on. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's awesome too, because we had a, we had a uh, deal together mm-hmm. and you did a phenomenal job. Oh, thank you. And it's really, you know, it's, it's how one of the ways we get, we have people on the show is mm-hmm. because we, we want gurus, people that are really good at what they do. And sometimes that takes years to do. Sometimes it doesn't. Some people, it, it just works into their personality and they're just brilliant at it right up front. And I think that's, you've been in it a while, but I think you're that way. You probably learned some, but you just have the right personality. I think you, it sounds like you love the job. I do. I do. And, you know, it really is a people person type job. I mean, I, I have learned... Through Leadership Johnson County, I learned so much about how people talk and interact with each other, and that has helped me immensely in this position because I kind of key into someone that's more analytical versus the touchy-feely. I'm probably more the touchy-feely. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I have found that to be very, very helpful, and it's helped me um, really connect with my clients. So did she help train you when you decided this is what you wanted to do, or how did you learn the process of everything um she was always there if i ever had a question um but through carpenter you know they have various training programs and uh classes to take so um it was really through that but no she's she's always been a huge support and like we were chatting earlier too you know everyone's always willing to help and guide each other and we want 
everyone wants each other to be successful. And that, I think that's cool that everyone is, is open to that. Well, I think the other thing that a lot of times people don't say is realtors actually have to work with each other right. quite a bit. So Absolutely. it's, you don't want to make enemies. And no. then if you can have somebody and they know how you work, it's so much easier. And if they work the same, it's all right. Now the seller agent and then the buyer's agent. All right. How can we get this deal done together? Absolutely. And working together is better than, Hey, I don't like this guy sort of deals. Yeah. I mean, to me, getting my clients to the closing table as smoothly as possible is one of my biggest goals. And if I can't work with that other agent or I can't connect with my clients, it's not helping anybody. So yeah, being in tune with each other is a big deal with real estate. Yeah, you really have It's a team effort. Mm -hmm. It's a team effort for everybody involved, the title company, the lenders, the, the listing agent, the selling agent, everybody. It's it, it, And it's it works best when everybody works together. Sometimes you get people that don't want to, like a, one side that doesn't want to work together. Right. And that that's a tough, that's a tough situation on everybody else right. when that happens. Absolutely. But for the most part, it, it most people see it as a, as a team effort. Now you're with Carpenter, but then you have a team that you call Property Divas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was another agent in the Carpenter office that started about a year after I did. And she and I were very similar in personalities, had a lot of similar past uh, experiences. And it just kind of made sense to kind of join forces and, and be a team together. And um, we're really looking forward to some great things in uh, 2023. And uh, uh, yeah, I it's it's been a fun journey so far so yeah that's and and so property divas is there is there like what is it i'm sure it means something there has to be some something behind the name a little bit <laughs> um just brainstorming between okay. the two of us i mean for us property divas is you know when you want to be the best you, you want to come to us because we're the divas. You know, if divas right. means, I think it, Patty LaBelle has a quote that says, if diva means uh, the best, then that's what I want to be. I want to be a diva. So that's kind of where that all yeah. generated from. It's awesome. I, I, I've found that I'm not usually very good at naming things. So when I hear a great name, and as I told you, I, I have a coach and he was telling me and he, goes, he, he saw the name. He, he goes, that's brilliant. He loved <laughs> the name. He thought it was a brilliant name. And, and I know that, um, I think that you guys live that, that you're really striving to be top of the game. Absolutely. The best of the best. Absolutely. Like I said, customer service is huge for both of us. She was in the um, hotel industry, uh, or not hotel, uh, event management industry, same as I was. Um, so we both have that service mentality. And, um, again, we want to do the best for our clients and and we are going to achieve that, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> uh, even more so in 2023. Yeah, so, that's yeah. That's awesome. So, I, I think I read you were, you're also, you were or are a decorator? I do. It's probably more on the just personal side, just okay. uh, with friends and family. I've done decorating for them. Um, my mom was very much in tune with that um, for years. And I've kind of inherited that, I think, from her. Um, very artistic, so I like that creative side of things. Um, I think being a decorator or having that 
flair helps my clients too when we're staging a home i can say yeah let's get rid of this or let's move that over here it makes the room look bigger those sort of things that i can again hopefully give my clients the best quality um in a realtor as i can by having that experience that's that's why i brought it up i think that's a huge quality because it's an important piece Mm -hmm. of listing a property yeah when you walk in that door and you're like oh there's no room to move that automatically you have that oh well is this going to be the right house for me so yeah opening the room up making the space as big as you can putting things away I even tell my clients you know you're going to be moving so go ahead and pack it up get it out of here you don't have to have all of it sitting out right now minimal minimal stuff you know we get used to it yeah that's the problem yes we're blind to it yes we get used to it I spent 11 years in new home sales Mm-hmm. work for a builder and I think it's just like that it's it's if you think about it, why does a builder spend thousands and thousands of dollars decorating a model mm-hmm. because people can't see what it most people you can't because you're a decorator you have that eye me I doubt Ian no we can't see it <laughs> we right. so we walk in and we, we we see what we see so when I sold new homes guess what everybody wanted they wanted exactly what they right. saw, the same colors. I mean, and, and you really had to work to get them to do some variety because it, you don't want every house to look the same. Right, right. But they, most people can't see past, oh, I love this. That's what I want. Yep, absolutely. And so decorating matters. I agree. Yeah, you know, again, it, it helps me give that edge to my clients so that they are going to hopefully be a step ahead of someone else that's got their house listed at that time. You know, anything you can do to help your clients get to the closing table, get what they need out of that, that transaction is what you want. And then when, when she sells to, uh, and when you buy a house from her, she'll tell you how to decorate your home. (laughs) Yeah, Well, absolutely. When I'm walking around with buyers, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know what? If you took this out, you could do this. Or if you rearrange this room this way, you would have more room for the play area or whatever that's. And I try and stay in tune with my clients too, to know what it is. That's really that drive for them. Is it an office space? Is it something for the kids? Whatever that, that piece might be. I want to, I want to know it and be aware of it. Yeah, there's there's a show on on HGTV or one of those that I've watched, and it's it fascinates me because they'll they take they take the couple or whoever person or whoever to that to three or four houses, which you know it's a little unrealistic, of course, right. but <laughs> but they they have drawings of what the house can look like, yeah, and they draw what the house inside can look like. So that they can do what you said. They can go in and they can say, oh, I don't like this. Well, would you like, you know, this is not how they do it, but would it, would it look better like this? This is my idea. And it's mm-hmm. like, you see the drawing, you go, wow, I want that. Right, absolutely. <laughs> you know? So, But, of course, theirs is they fix it up. He does the fix up and all that. But it is it is something that matters. And I think it's it's very interesting um, when somebody like you can can see it and then you can help them know what to do and how to how to put it all together. But I want to get off real estate just for a second because I read, and I've been I've been a scuba diver since I was Woo! sixteen. And I yeah. read you're you're a big scuba diver. I am, I am, and actually we just got back from Costa Rica awesome. uh, this past Saturday and did some diving down there. Uh, visibility wasn't super great, no. uh, but we did see um, white-tipped shark. Oh wow! We saw a devil ray. Uh, we saw tons of fish and uh, eel, huge moray eel. 
so yeah, it's was something I never thought I would do. Uh, when I met my husband and we decided we were going to get married, um, he was like, you know, I would really love it if you could get your certification so that when we go on vacations, our honeymoon, we'll be able to go diving together. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so I took the certification class and I was kind of surprised at first. They're like, okay, if you do this, you'll die. If you do this, you'll die. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought this was supposed to be fun. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do it. Don't go all the way up to the top after you've been at the bottom. So, but it's, gosh, it's a whole nother world down there. It's so amazing. It is so amazing. Uh, I think one of my favorite dives that we went on uh, was in Nevis St. Kitts. And beautiful. And it was my first time realizing how brilliant the coral is. You know, I dove in Florida and other places where it has died off in places. Um, But gosh, you know, you go to the stores and you see the orange and the pink coral that you can put in your aquarium. And I always thought, oh, that looks so fake. That's not even real. But it is. is. It's just like that. It's so pretty. But you don't tend to see it that way in in real. A lot of you just don't have enough light. You know, yeah. even even in some of these areas, if you don't have, like you said, visibility, you get 20, 30 feet down and there's still not enough light. Um, we were we were in a submarine. I always wanted to do a submarine and we were in I don't know, Hawaii or somewhere. I don't yeah. know. They had a submarine and you could go down in it. And so it was it was for tourists. Yeah. And it and they, they showed us as you went down, they had this red rag and how it changed colors oh, yeah. until it was black. Yeah. And then they said they turned a flashlight on it. It was still red, but. The, the light went away. And the, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yes. We're running up against break. So after okay. the break, we will talk more with April and find out more about her real estate business. Advisors Mortgage Group is licensed by Indiana Department of Financial Institutions. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS 33041. Rick Ritmos, NMLS 664-589. Hi, I'm Rick Ritma with the Hardworking Mortgage Guys and Advisors Mortgage Group, where we believe delivering the best mortgage for you is why we exist, and it's how we all succeed. We believe honesty, kindness, and hard work are how we honor each client. At Hardworking Mortgage Guys, we believe in custom-tailored loans, not the one-size-fits-all approach. We believe in always presenting you with all your options so you get the loan you want the way you want it. We believe in continually monitoring the rules, rates, and market trends so you don't have to. We believe in working hard to meet your closing date so that your entire plan isn't upended. We believe in offering the same quick online process that the box store mortgage companies brag about. Whether you're refinancing or buying your first home. We believe there is a best mortgage for you and we believe we are the team to deliver it. Find us online at hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Brought to you by Advisors Mortgage Group, where we believe the more you know about financing a home, the less stressful buying and refinancing will be. All right. Hey, welcome back from the break. Uh, We are here with April and everything. But before we do anything else, we do have question of the week. Now it's time for questions with the gurus. The question of the week is brought to you by Advisors Mortgage Group, where we fit your mortgage needs to fit uh, to fit you. Contact us today, get your free mortgage plan. Go to hardworkingmortgagedies.com. And if you're looking for that perfect house or looking to sell your house, 
uh, who uh, you would want you to contact April and how would you get a hold of her? <laughs> you can reach me at 317-474-0937. All right. So here's the hardest question we'll ask. Oh, gosh. Okay. What was your first car? <laughs> My first car was a Mercury Capri. It's a little hatchback, five-speed. Um, and actually, almost every car I've had has been a, a manual really? uh, car. Wow. Yeah, I think awesome. I maybe have only had two. So, oh, okay, okay. So now I have to ask a question. What manual are you driving nowadays? <laughs> I have a Saab uh, 9.3, I think it is. Okay, yeah. So it's five-speed, too. I have, actually, I have a convertible Saab that's a six-speed, and it really throws me because the reverse is in a different position than that the one is, I yes. have that I drive normally. So I'm, <laughs> I'm always afraid I'm going to put it in reverse and go forward. <laughs> it's like, ah! Well, luckily, what happens is most people don't realize is there's actually a little lever there that will not allow you to switch it over. Uh, well, yeah. Except for in a sob. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it automatically does it for you. <laughs> now, Rick and I are big car guys, so that we, we think oh. that's a very good question to ask every single agent. So well, it's I, actually kind of fun. I will tell you, when I first started learning to drive, my dad had given me the Mercury Capri to have. And then he had already acquired a Lamborghini. And I thought, oh, for sure, I'm going to have a chance to drive the Lamborghini. Well, he ended up selling it before I had an opportunity to drive it. Really? But, yeah. That was not nice of him. I know, right? <laughs> uh, it would have been pretty cool. But. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so going back, because you were talking about scuba diving and everything. And yes. my son has he has a history he's seven years old but he loves the history channel like it's cartoon network <laughs> uh but there's a show called bermuda and what they do is they dive down and they talk about they go look for shipwrecks and try to identify them so cool. he's gotten really into that and i had to explain to him about the gases that when you're down that low they can only spend like 15 minutes and as they're coming up he goes well they can just come right back up i'm like no it takes them and then they said it later i go it takes them a few hours I go, you go down like six, 700 feet. Guess what? You're, oh, it's going to take you hours yeah. to come up. Yeah. And he, he didn't realize it. And then later on they said that. And he's like, oh, and because you're the, you have the, your body has to decompress all that right. oxygen, uh, carbon dioxide. It has to get all changed out. That goes back to the, if you do this, you'll yep. die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, she says it best. If you do this, you'll die. Okay. Right. <laughs> now, and I, I'm going to tell you, I love to die, but. Six seven hundred feet. Wow. I have no desire to go to six to seven. Six, six, seven I can't feet. imagine you would even see much. You definitely have to right. have yeah, lights have and lights different and things stuff, like that. You wouldn't be able to stay for very long either. It'd be no, a matter of go down. No, you're up. Fifteen minutes is what they spend down hmm. on the ground, and then they, they and they'll actually show the countdown timer going, and they're like, "Up, oh, fifteen minutes up. We got to start coming back up." But it's just crazy. And they use special air and everything yes. up there. Oh, yeah, just normal air. I think so hundred feet is probably the furthest I've ever been. Um, usually most dives are around 60. Um, but yeah, it's, it is definitely a whole nother world down there. I, I, I am apprehensive when I first go down that first dive is usually the hardest one to get your breathing and realize that you're breathing underwater. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's a cool experience. It's It's such a cool place. I mean, it's just different than what we're used to. And it's, it's like you're flying. Oh, yeah, just floating around down there. It's awesome. (laughs) So we'll get back to business, I guess. So what are... What are the two resources that make you think, man, if it weren't for these two things, I wouldn't be here today? Oh, gosh, that's that's a tough question. Um, you know, again, I go back to Leadership Johnson County. I think it was a great program to help me really 
discern how people interact with each other. And I, I feel like I already knew it, but it was brought more to the forefront through that program, um, doing the Myers-Briggs and all of that. Um, gosh, my other resource. Um, well, you don't have to have two, but <laughs> <laughs> you probably do. Yeah, you know, I think my parents having a good work ethic was huge to me, and that showed me that if you put in the time, that you'll succeed and you'll do the things that you want to do. Um, I, my dad was very business-minded um, in a creative way, um, and he he did some things throughout his career that you see and you see the the outcome of it and I wanted to emulate that in a way. So I think having that connection to my parents and knowing that that work ethic is important, that that's helped me be who I am. It is. So what's your favorite part about being a realtor? Oh gosh. You know, getting to know all the clients that I've had up to this point has been phenomenal. I, you know, there's always a couple that you, you're like, okay, (laughs) I'm glad this transaction is over and I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but you know, not everybody gets along with each other, but for the most part, I have just absolutely loved all of my clients. Um, and some of them have become friends and, and that is great. I, I, I can't, I can't imagine any other job where I would really have that opportunity. Um, even it, when I worked at Franklin College and doing event management, I had those connections with people, but it wasn't in such a personal way. You know, um, buying a home is a personal thing, and it's a huge deal. I mean, sometimes people only do it one time in their lifetime, and so to be a part of that is is exciting. Yep. Well, as you were saying, that sometimes you butt heads with people or it's not the not the easiest transaction but then there's the other times when you close a deal and it's that first time that somebody's probably owned a home in their whole entire family their mom and dad never owned a home and rick and i've seen it quite a bit is people or go out to their car and they'll just start crying yes and it's not crying (laughs) because oh i just no it's the joy that they never thought they would be there and i think those are the ones that hit me the strongest yes i actually my uh, most recent closing was very similar to that the young gal she during the very well towards the end of the transaction she said i'm sorry that i'm crying and we didn't even realize that she was she was just kind of sitting there and all of a sudden we look over and she's got tears in her eyes she was this is just a really big step for our family and i just teared up too and there were others that were crying it was just very emotional and and i just love that i can be a part of that but you know you'd said sometimes and you, you, some customers, it, it can be a little bit more difficult. But you know, the reality is, I think, that as a real estate agent, you are you have to stay above the emotions. True. And so that you can guide them correctly. And sometimes that creates a little bit of friction, especially as an example. You say somebody has a they, they they get they have a listing you have a listing and the appraisal comes back and it comes in in lower inspection comes in and it needs work and they get emotional about about it you know that appraisal's not right it's you know my house is worth more da 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 but the reality is that this is a professional person who's highly trained who can they be wrong yes but what's the likelihood of them being wrong over 
you live in the house and you believe it's worth a certain amount of money, right? Right. I mean, I know for me, I tend to you know, overestimate what my car's worth, my house, because I like them, you know, I, I, I like them. So, and, and you have to be the one who kind of keeps everything moving and keep them on the ultimate goal that they have, which is if they're selling the house, close on the house. Right. And at the best dollar they possibly can. Right. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, gosh. And again, it, I feel like it goes back to that personal piece. You know, when you're selling your home, it's your home and right. you, you have that personal connection. And I, it is hard to separate your feelings sometimes from that. Um, but yeah, trying to guide them through it, help them understand that, you know, it's not an attack on you or, you know, it's right. not something that's coming at you personally. It's just business in a sense. And, and trying to show the pluses and minuses of something. I don't want to, I don't want to just harp on the negatives with my client or just say, well, this is how it is. Hopefully we can come to a, a better point in right. this situation, even if it's not quite what they had hoped for. Right. You, you have to keep everything going in the right direction and you have to, and it's our job to help them. Like I've, I've had clients I've had to, you know, they didn't necessarily like it because of, you know, credit comes in different or something like that, but right. you have to walk them through and it's our job to help them make the proper decision for them. It, you usually, if you understand what they want, I mean, that's what you're, you're after, but it's really up to them. And our job is just to help them do that. And sometimes through that process, they're not happy, but I've found, and I bet you have is at the end and it's all said and done. They're happy. Right. They like you. They're, right. They're, they're happy <laughs> and they're, and they're glad that you walked them through and you took them through that process. Right. Right. Yeah. It, I've had, um, one gal in particular, she's like, I felt like at one point I was going to step off the ledge but you helped bring me back in and explain how the process was going to work so a lot of times it's just their un uncertainty or not knowing really what is happening and if you can explain it right then that helps them you know ease their mind so how is that first and this will tie into their how is that first meeting with a client whether they're buying or selling how important is that oh i think it's critical because if I don't know what their end goal is, then how am I going to help them get there? You know? Um, and again, I, like I said before too, I mean, I want to know what are those hot buttons for them? Is it they're changing from an apartment to a home and now they need extra space for the kiddos? Is it they're downsizing and they want to be in a certain area? I mean, all those pieces are important to the puzzle. And if I don't make that connection with the client, then I'm not doing them any service. So, Right. You have to ask questions and you have to right. know. I, I've been trained when I was selling new homes, we used this, this system and, it, and, and that, those questions are, you know, they're the situation questions and they know the situation, but you don't. So you got to ask them because right. you got to know their situation and you have to understand, like you said, where they want to go. So mm -hmm. what is the ultimate goal? Because that's the only way to walk through everything. And when things come up, you can you know, well, I understand, but here's your ultimate goal. How does this affect that? Right. And how are how, we going to get know, there? Yeah. yeah. How do we get there? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Branch NMLS number 33041. Rick Ritma's NMLS number 664589. Ian Arnold's NMLS number is 1995469. Equal housing opportunity. Some restrictions apply. Well, first off, thank you for joining us, Danielle. I appreciate it. And I just was curious, how did you come to find out about Rick Ritma and Advisors Mortgage? Well, I was looking for a mortgage for myself for a brand new home that I was building. And I wasn't sure the direction to go. I didn't have anybody in mind. So I kind of 
just spoke to whoever I could speak to. I got their number and everything seemed to be exactly what I was looking for, so I went with them. The thing I liked the most about Rick and his advisor's mortgage is that I could go and upload things online and I didn't have to always be on the phone with them or sending them documents or um, trying to look for certain things that I needed to get the process going, um, which was really great for me. I had a processor named Mark Boltman who really helped me out in making sure I had everything I needed because I, I didn't know the first thing about having a mortgage, so it was awesome to have so much help. I think probably what I benefited from the most is really just them understanding that sometimes I would get busy and maybe I forgot to upload a document or I forgot to do a certain part of the process in a timely manner and they would get right back with me and it wasn't like a hey, we really need this right now. It was always, hey, just wanted to make sure you still remember that we need this. Well, you don't get that too much in this day and age. It seems like most people are either, you know, very demanding of something they need from you and they need it right now. And and I agree, I've seen that in, in Rick's attitude with us over, over the last 10 years that he's very patient, but also helpful to get the right <laughs> things he needs, so. Exactly. In conclusion, is Rick Ritma and Advisors Mortgage somebody that you would use in the future and or tell your friends and family about? Absolutely, and I just want to thank them for all the effort they put in to help me find my dream home. Branch NMLS number 33041, Rick Ritma's NMLS number 664589. Equal housing opportunity, some restrictions apply. I'm Rick Ritma. You can go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. This is changing subjects a little bit. Well, mm-hmm. What key activities would you recommend a realtor invest their time in? Mm. You know, with the age of technology right now, I think podcasts are huge to be able to get those inspirational pieces, education, that carving out time to do that is important. For me, it's kind of weird because I've, I've shifted from being in an office setting and I've always been behind a desk and that's where I'm supposed to be. And if I'm up and away from my desk, it looks like I'm not working or, you know, what is she doing? So now it's like, I'm getting paid to socialize with people and be out and about. And so for me, it's a different perspective. So having that time set aside to do that education piece or listening to someone and inspirational uh, uh, speaking is another one that's outside of my norm. And I am embracing it more and more as I've um, moving through my career in real estate. I struggle with that. Yeah. I, I, I was raised to, I mean, you work, you work at your desk. Right. And, I mean, my job is a lot at the desk. It's, it's changed like you have. It's just like it's where you can be anywhere. Right. But it's, it's really difficult because I'll do all the things that I need to do during the weekend because I don't feel right doing them all <laughs> at work, even though right. they're actually work. Right, right. So, yeah, it's, 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 that's important. Very important. It's hard to do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've chatted with my sisters before about this. It's like, I go, I just feel like I'm not putting in enough time. And they're like, are you kidding me? At 7 o'clock at night, you're on the phone with your client writing up an offer. Or Sunday, you're doing this. And you, you're putting in the time. You just don't realize how much you're doing. Right. Because it's not a set 9 to 5 job. Right. And, and I don't know about you. I love it. I love yeah. what I do. Oh, yeah. So. I, I, I don't really mind doing, I, I'll go upstairs, turn on my computer. I have three screens in my house and yeah. I can work it on yeah. the weekends yeah. and I enjoy it. So it's not that big a deal. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Yeah. So what are you known for? I, 
I really feel like customer service is my biggest thing. Um, making that personal connection with my clients and giving them, you know, it goes back to kind of what is it, the golden rule, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. You know, I, I'm going to do for somebody because that's what I would want. And if it means going above and beyond a little bit, then that's what I got to do. Um, one client in particular, they uh, were closing on a house. There were some things that came back um, through the funding that they had that they needed uh, downspouts put on the house. Okay. And it was an hour away to get to the house that they were purchasing. And they weren't able to do it. I went down and did it. That's, I just, that's helping the process. Right. You know, to me, that's what I could do to help. And right. I, I really feel like that's who I am. That's who we are as property divas. Jennifer right. and I both have that same mentality. We're here to, you know, for customer service. Yeah. Awesome. And if somebody need to get a hold of you for any pro- real estate needs, how would they get a hold of you? Oh, you can call me at 317-474-0937. Awesome. And if you need to get a hold of Ian and I, it's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. See, when Rick and I think what you're known for, I think you're known for being a diva. <laughs> See? Thanks. It works. It's I a timeline. It. it works Aww, for you. <laughs> dang it. I should have said that. <laughs> All right. So what about the future excites you the most? Gosh, you know, again, with Jennifer and I moving forward um, with Property Divas and just kind of trying to grow that as much as we can, that to me is exciting. Um, getting to know more clients and, and be involved in more transactions and, you know, getting to meet people like you guys. Uh, you've been awesome with the process of financing and I, you've really taken care of your clients that, that I know of. So I, I, anyone needs uh, financial help, yeah. please call these guys right here. Ben. All right. Here's your $10. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard working mortgage guys. So, uh, I know you've, you're, you've only been in the business for roughly four years, you said. Yeah. Uh, so you had, you're about, you're starting to see that swing. So for most of the time, the last few years, let's be honest, it, it's yeah. been, it was a crazy market. Oh, yeah. Now, so what are you doing a little differently now that it's somewhat slowed down to make sure that you stay on top of everything? Uh, to me, it's, continuing again to make those personal connections, reaching out to my sphere and chatting with them, making time to be with people, uh, I think is huge. And then again, they know my work ethic. And so if I can show that to someone, they're going to be, yeah, Hey, check, check out April. I think she can help you with this process or she's been down that road before with another client, you know, mm-hmm. let her help you. So keeping that connection with my sphere, I think is huge. Um, Again, doing more training and, and we can always learn more. It surprises me. I never realized getting into real estate, how different each transaction can be. If it's the people you're working with, if it's the financing side of it, the house itself. I mean, there's just so many pieces to the puzzle that it surprises me that they're that different. And um, so there's always room to learn and to grow. Yeah, there's always something to do and, and yeah. to learn about something and, and get better. And the nice thing Absolutely. about doing a lot of transactions and being in the business for a while is you 
every every everything tends to every file tends to be a little different. Every sale probably mm-hmm. tends to be a little different. Mm-hmm. But there's consistencies sure. that you you as you go along you learn all that. So you have a lot of this all this experience. So now you can handle a lot of these issues much easier right. than the first day you walked in. Right, right. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> I got my license in 2020. And I was still working at the college. I thought, oh, I'll just do real estate part-time, and then I'll swing over, and I'll do it for full-time. Well, a friend of mine was ready to sell her house, and she said, "Um, let's do this. So in March, uh, we listed her house. And two weeks later, I said goodbye to Franklin College, and I'm going to go full force into real estate. And then COVID hit. And it was like drinking from a fire hose. When we listed her house, we had over 80 showings within two days. We had 30 offers on the table. I mean, <laughs> talk about learning curve. <laughs> wow. Um, but it was it was a great process. I wouldn't have asked any different. I mean, I truly learned a lot in that moment. And uh, it's definitely helped me then juggle those other transactions that had eight and 12 uh, offers on the table or whatever, and be able to show my clients that one, I've got it together. I'm organized. I'm showing you everything. Here's what it looks like, black and white. And then showing them the pluses and minuses to each of those offers that come through. So uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's always a learning, learning process. I feel like. So basically you went from learning to read and write, getting, getting your a license to, all right, now a college exam. Let's go. <laughs> right. That's exactly it. That, that's, that had to be crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I think there were tears at one moment, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. So, yeah. yeah. It's... But it makes a difference when you, when you go through things like that. I, I've always been one who believes that it's not how long you've been doing something. It's how, how much effort you put in to doing it and how much you've learned, you know, you, you go to learn. I have seen people who are in a, in a business for 20, 30, 40 years, but they never learn more than they, I mean, the first year is when they learn, they didn't learn anything past that. They shut their mind off right. and they just, they believe that's the way it was and no change mattered or any of that. So it ma- that's, that's one of the things we, we really avoid is we want people here who, who are, who want to grow and want to be better and want to, want to, want to improve their business and are also doing very well already. Mm-hmm. And so that's really important to me is that I, I just don't worry about how long I've, I've done. I've never worried about it. I walk in and I figure I'm as good as anybody, so I'm just going to do it, right? And you aren't, but as long as you believe you are. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right? So you just, you just try it. So um, what are the most common reasons that a, that a new agent will, will fail? Uh, well... You know, it's for me, it was getting out of my comfort zone. And if you can't get out of your comfort zone, you're not going to do well. Um, You got to have the drive to make that phone call to somebody and ask them, hey, do you know of anyone else? Or just, uh, it's, yeah, I think stepping out of your comfort zone is really the biggest hurdle for for those first time. Uh, realtors um i don't know i can't i can't really think of anything else off the top of my head but what you're saying though is along with that you've already kind of said it it's the work ethic Mm -hmm. if you don't have the work ethic then you won't step out of your comfort zone and you also said you want you training you want you you're you're you want the knowledge so 
just, if you don't know something, it's amazing how today we can get the knowledge. Oh, sure. Absolutely. It's all out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I just think it's important. And I think it's important for new agents because when you're new and you're struggling, it's very easy to get down and it's really easy to, to, you know, think that this isn't the right thing, but maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I'm not saying it is for everybody, but the, the market changed. And mm-hmm. I, the biggest thing I saw in the market change, and not totally, but I saw, I, I talked to many agents, you know, not not people like you and the gurus, the people that are high, but other ones. And they, it was like looking at a deer in the headlights. Hmm. It, they went from 15, you know, 30, 30 offers on a property or, you know, to nothing. Right. You know, and, they're, and they didn't know what necessarily to do. And so it helps to have somebody who's, who's either been through it or you have a team of people that mentors that you have, I'm sure that help you through those times, those times. Right. They guide you. Is that who are your mentors and and what have they meant to you? Um, Well, again, I go back to Joby. I think she was a huge mentor. There's other um, realtors in our office. We, again, it's, and I can remember that day I had all those offers and I was trying to figure it all out. One of the gals came in and she goes, here, this is what you do. And she just started highlighting different things on the purchase agreement to help me get through it. Um, my managing broker at the time, he was a huge resource for me. So yeah, it's kind of like a family in a way, you know, you want each other to do well and you want each other to succeed. So why not say, Hey, here's what I do. This is what helps me. And maybe it'll stick. Maybe it doesn't, but at least you've got that option uh, of something to try. Yeah. Um, It helps a lot. It helps a lot to have somebody who knows what they're doing to help you through it. And, and even if it, and help you understand it a little bit, even if it's not right, it just makes you more comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then you can figure it out on your own. Right. Well, like I said, I would not want to give that opportunity away that I had in the very beginning, even though it was scary and crazy all at the beginning. I learned so much from that transaction and how I would want another agent to respond to me. So there's, again, there's always ways to to grow. There's always ways to fine tune what you do and to make you hopefully stand out above others so that they they know when you're in a transaction with this other person oh yeah i i know about her i know that she's going to do you know above board and she's going to you know be a good person to work with so where do you see uh property divas going uh forward are you planning on adding more people later or what's your guys's vision yeah you know we're just starting to kind of plot out what does 2023 look like for us and maybe, uh, you know, down the road, where are we going to be? Um, ideally, I think we do want to have more people under our uh, team name and um, work so with each other. How are you going to add a guy to that? That'd be kind of weird. <laughs> just, just. We did think about that. We were like, how do we work this if there is a, a guy involved? I don't know. Um, we'll have to come up with something fun. Uh, maybe we'll have to do an addendum to the to the name or something. But. It's, that's a great question because I was asked last week to get on the women's council for the real uh, for realtors and it's a i mean I, I it's like i'm not uncomfortable with very much but i'm really uncomfortable thinking <laughs> doing that but i'm thinking about it but it's like man that is an uncomfortable feeling so i can see where somebody would but i mean to me 
I mean, it says something. It, I, it's it's still saying the same thing that you know what you're doing. It's you know it it, right. it projects something, and, and it would actually make kind of a, a fun talking point. Yeah. If you were I mean, we, and like I said, we want to be the best we can be, you know, and uh, we h- hope that that name exudes that and uh, makes people aware that they're with someone that's going to take it seriously. So, so what about so? The indie market or Indiana market, how do you see that progressing over the next few years? I know Indiana is a total different market based off the whole entire United States. Let's just be honest. The Midwest is, runs its own little pattern. Where, where do you see the market going, do you think? I mean, I think we're going to even out. You know, it's going to get closer and closer to that even keel where it's not so heavy on the seller side. I mean, I think it's still on that piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um but buyers are starting to get a little bit more relief from that. So, um, you know, an even market is going to be a good thing for everybody. I, really, I think there's advantages to every market that you're in, no matter which right. swing it is. There's always advantages um, and benefits for both sides. It's just how you look at it. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few months as interest rates come back down because mm-hmm. they are coming back down. And I wonder if that will turn the hose back on. Mm. You know, a lot of people stop because of rates or and maybe they rent it for another year, those kind of things. So, I mean, there's, they're still there and there's, mm-hmm. there's still the want to buy and there's still going to be a lack of inventory. So you wonder if it, you know, it's hard to think it'll ever get back to what it was. Right, right? exactly. That it was too crazy. Right, right. Like historic <laughs> nuts. Right, yeah. right. Well, see, I think it, it was like, what was it, 1920-something? I mean, it was like yeah. crazy 50-some, uh, well, that's even more than 50 years ago. But that yeah. it was a long time ago that rates were that low. And it's normally in the sevens. Like, that's the normal the average, yep, rate, right? Mm-hmm. So I can remember when mine was 12. Right. So seven's not so bad. <laughs> right, yeah. Not when you compare it to 12. But it's, right. just, it's just amazing because you – what the time on market was down to i think we saw 13 days yeah it was uh yeah 13 days and then some places even six months ago i think marion county was like 10 days mm-hmm. i mean and in the average the normal what an even market is 60 or 90 something mm-hmm. like that so it was ridiculous right and now that's come up and it's and there in the amount of inventory has come up some but i think that's pretty normal for this time of year and then right. it picks up again first Come of the year spring, yeah. and you know you get your spring market and it's and all perspective happens. too because you know everyone's like oh you know there's the rates are still they're high well but they're better than what they could be and the you know it, things have shifted but if you look at where they were six months ago to where they were now it's still a significant amount of difference in in uh either the price of the home, interest right. rates, and all of that. Well, here's the one thing I don't think people really take into consideration. They look at the rate, which can easily change. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can refinance later or whatnot. What you don't realize is, say you got a little higher rate and you just purchased your house, that appreciation of that house is going to go up. So it's going to offset, usually, what you're paying. Then you refinance. you got the home that you wanted. Well, All right, there's a win-win situation right there. Right, exactly. So, 
it's it's not a time to not buy a home is what we're trying to say i mean even now it is time if you're wanting to definitely buy a home uh i would definitely reach out april and you would reach her at what phone number 317-474-0937 can they look you up on property divas Yes, uh, propertydivas.com. I think there's a dash in there. I might have to spell okay. that out. <laughs> yeah. well, cool. well, we'll put it on the on the underneath. It, in the description, we'll have your phone number, your email, and even your website link. Okay, so people awesome. can easily select on it. And sounds like Property Diva is going to turn into a TV show. Sounds like, oh, it sounds like a good it. TV show. <laughs> so maybe it. later on we'll have to put, <laughs> put the little... Watch here. That's right. That's right. That would be fun. Well, we're, we're running out of time. So thank you so much for joining us, Aww, April. We thank appreciate you. it very much. It's been a thrill. Thank Thanks. you. We appreciate it. And if you need to get a hold of uh, Ian and Ian, wow. I can't even speak. <laughs> Ian or I. You can reach us at hardworkingmortgageguys.com. And if you, a reminder, if you know any friends, uh, family, or even coworkers that are looking to buy, sell, refinance, reach out to any of us. Uh, and we'll get the right info to you so you can have the proper information when you're out there looking.